Hey there. Welcome back to a name. Listen, I try to keep this show as fun as I can, but I don't know how much fun this is going to be today. There's a giant elephant in the room, and it has to be addressed. So I'm going to address it today. What's going on in Europe right now is an atrocity, and I can't believe we're actually watching this happen. But I don't think anyone expected to see Ukraine shine the way they have been. I mean, President Zelensky is a total badass. This is a guy who's number one on Putin's kill list. The U.S. says, hey, look, save yourself and your family. Get your ass over here where you'll be safe. He comes back with, I need ammunition, not a ride. This guy is out there embedded with his troops and his citizen soldiers. That's a fucking leader. And this conflict just seems to be changing on the hour too. So probably anything I say today is going to be old news soon. I read this morning that they spotted some illegal weapons. There are these vacuum bombs that are a violation of the Geneva Convention. They use these and we're going to see a full-scale war in Europe. I'm telling you. Vacuum bombs are inhumane. They literally, they go off and they suck the oxygen out of anyone around them. So basically, you suffocate to death. It's horrible. But I'm going to try to bounce around a lot today, probably more than usual. There is serious shit going on in the world, but there are also other things I want to talk about. Like this. Any of you guys see this? In the next update to Apple's iOS for iPhone and iPad, they've got a new gender-neutral Siri voice. Listen to this. Hi, I'm Siri. Choose the voice you'd like me to use. Now, I'm not sure if that's a dude, a girl, or a prepubescent kid about to ask you for the keys to the car. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with the old Siri? You had a dude, you had a woman, English accents, the whole thing. It's like Alexa has a really pleasant voice. This sounds fucking weird. The first Apple turns the handgun emoji into a squirt gun. Now this shit. I'm not complaining, all right? They still have the old Siri in there. This is for anyone who's more comfortable with the uh, whole gender neutrality thing. And I respect that. I just wonder if Apple got complaints from people that they weren't serving this demographic. They certainly made a statement with that squirt gun emoji. I'll tell you that. Hey, Siri sucks anyway. For as much disdain that I have for Google and the privacy issues, I prefer Google Assistant if I have a question. In fact, I'll tell Siri to open Google Assistant on my iPhone. Then I'll ask Google. (laughs) It's one more step, but it's better than having Siri tell me that she found something on the web every time I ask her about something. If I wanted to read something on the web, I'd go to the web. It's worthless. Apple still can't fix that. But we got the new voice. So the big loss for me in this whole Ukraine situation, uh, which is trivial, I shouldn't even be talking about it, was this site Remix Packs where I would go to find stems to produce remixes from. A lot of amateur musicians, uh, producers, would go there to find stems to use, just to play around with. It turns out it was hosted in Ukraine, and it went down about a week before the attack from Russia. More than likely, it was a cyber attack from Russia that week. Probably took everything down. But they were smart about it. They made a mirror site, and they hosted it elsewhere. So, it's technically still up. And it turns out it was illegal in Ukraine anyway. Hell, it might even be illegal here. Like, nobody sells these remixes. We just do it for fun. You can't even publish them 
on sites like SoundCloud or YouTube without permission anyway. And I know it sounds trivial in light of everything that's been going on. And it is. But it was just one more reminder of how great things were when Ukraine was at peace. But this thing, it's been on the forefront of everyone's mind all week. It's dominating the news, as it should. I just think it's great to see all of these countries coming out against Putin and throwing down economic sanctions left, right, and center, bans left, right, and center. The International Olympic Committee, they cut them off. No more sports. No country west of them will allow them into their airspace. FedEx and UPS stopped shipments to Russia. Apple Pay got closed down. I think Apple closed down the App Store. Everyone's coming down. Everyone is chipping in to make this as hard as possible for Russians to live a normal life. And they've got their president to thank for that. But he fills their ears with so much propaganda and bullshit. Some will never know the truth. He had the audacity to say that they were a country filled with neo-Nazis. The president is Jewish. Genocide. That they carpet-bombed children on the beaches. All kinds of fantasy shit. What beaches? the fuck out of here. Putin lost his mind. Not that he, re- <laughs> not, not that he ever really had one. <laughs> oh, man. Threatening nuclear warfare? Come on, dude. He's acting like a rat trapped in a cage over here. Every time he gets on TV, he acts so ubats. Even his own countrymen are thinking, the hell happened with this guy? Young people in Russia, they know what's up. That's why they're rounding them up, anyone who protests against the war. And imagine the massive huevos you have to have to protest against Putin and Russia. This is a guy who would throw babies in a vat of acid if they looked at him the wrong way. The guy's unhinged. I don't know what to expect. I do know that Zelensky was number one on his kill sheet, right? And his family was number two. I mean, I'd have gone straight to America if I were him. But this guy, he puts his family in hiding, and um, I don't know where they are. I hope either they're here or Canada, where they'll be safe in the witness protection program. But man, my hat's off to this guy. What a stud. I'll tell you what Putin is most embarrassed about. How utterly unprepared his military was for this whole invasion. These guys had all the time in the world. They were parked out there for a long fucking time. They finally get their orders to go in there, and look what happens. Every time they're on the ground, they're getting their asses kicked. They have to bomb their way through this thing. Tanks running out of gas. Russians don't know who, who to shoot because the Ukrainians have uniforms similar to theirs. Zero strategy. They were sabotaging their own vehicles so they didn't have to fight. They've got a ton of machinery, a lot of technology, a lot of ammunition, a lot of missiles, but they can't fight on the ground. And meanwhile, any Ukrainian male under the age of 60... He's forced to stay and fight, and they're doing it. This is like North Vietnam all over again. You want it? Come and get it. I don't know how all of you are dealing with this, but I'm really not getting worked up over it. Right? It sucks to see, but it's not really weighing on me. Maybe it's a byproduct of the therapy sessions and stuff, but I know that I can't control things that are out of my control. So I'm not going to get anxiety over it. It's not worth it to me. I'm not worried about a nuclear war either. That's just ridiculous. Whatever happens, happens. And we have to learn to live with it. High price of gas, inflation, whatever. It's that way with politics. 
And it doesn't matter who the president is. I still have a roof over my head, food in my pantry. The sun shines just as bright outdoors as it did 20 years ago. Maybe a little hotter, but that's another story. Taxes will go up or down. Inflation goes up or down. But considering the freedoms that we enjoy living in a democracy, I don't think anyone should be complaining about a lot of the stuff they complain about. Now, you fuck with my democracy or my freedoms or allow a foreign power to walk in here and start causing problems. Yeah, then you're going to get my attention. I just love that video they showed. The Russian warship approaching the Snake Island in the Black Sea. It was being defended by the Ukrainian Navy. So the captain of the ship, he gets on there, gets on a loudspeaker, demanding that the Ukrainians lay down their weapons, although be bombed and killed. So one of the Ukrainians gets on a loudspeaker and says, Hey, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. So the Russians bomb the shit out of them. They initially reported that the soldiers on Snake Island had died, but then the Ukrainian Navy said it was false. They survived the attack. But that's the resolve of the Ukrainians. They're tough cookies. They may be outmanned and outgunned, but they'll make up their own weapons before they lay down for you. It's unreal. And I have to wonder how many people living here would be that tough. Sebastian Junger, one of my favorite authors, reminded us that the Ottoman invasion of uh, Montenegro in 1604 was a classic example of how a large army can be routed by local militias. They were outnumbered 12 to 1. And the Montenegrins attacked at dawn, decimated the enemy. And freedom comes from this. comes from the fact that powerful nations do not always win wars. And one of the most fascinating books that I've read a few years ago is called Natural Born Heroes by Christopher McDougall. And it told the story of these World War II resistance fighters in the mountains of Crete. These were really simple people. Artists, farmers, shepherds, poets. When they grew up, they grew up uh, trained to know how to protect their land by any means necessary, like guerrilla warfare. So Germany invaded Crete and they paid dearly for it. They fucked with the wrong people. These citizens end up, uh, they abducted a German commander. They were masters. They had endurance natural prowess. They knew how to survive on very little. And this story now is starting to remind me of that. But in the middle of the whole Russia mess, Biden nominates Kentonji Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court seat, right? And a lot of people were already kind of losing their minds because he made a campaign promise that he'd fill the first seat that opened up with an African-American woman to make history. Now, he never should have said this, but I think he felt that he kind of had to because perhaps it would help him win the black vote. I don't know. Well, over the weekend, I read something that helped shed a little light on this whole thing. He knew who she was long before he even made the statement during his campaign. He was saying for years that she would make a great Supreme Court justice. But you can't go out there on the campaign trail and say, if you like me as your president, I'm going to fill the first available, si- uh, first available seat with her. Like She's the tits. Just wait and see how good she is. No, you can't do that shit. This is like the NFL. Now, you have to interview a bunch of people, which he did, but no one he interviewed was better than she was, you know, so she got the job. She got one hell of a resume, and she's been vetted several times before. So they're saying it's likely she'll get through, but let's politics, man. (laughs) Nothing's easy. I will say this. I love her face. 
When she talks, she smiles. She just seems to exude joy. Judges don't normally exude joy. She seems like a happy person. I love that about her. She doesn't have a resting bitch face like Putin. Anyway, not even going to think about this stuff. We've got a potential third world war brewing here. The world is a fucking mess. There was this letter I read online to this self-help columnist. It was sad, but man, I can't help but think this is happening a lot. He says, my wife of 15 years has always been more right-leaning than me, but that has become much more pronounced since the 2016 election, and it just got worse during the pandemic. I now hide who I'm voting for and avoid certain topics to avoid setting her off. She wouldn't have gotten vaccinated except that our daughter forbade her from seeing our newborn grandsons until she was vaccinated. On many embarrassing occasions, she has refused or made a scene without putting on a mask. Oh, sorry, about putting on a mask. Recently, things came to a head when her targeting of a mixed couple in our condo complex caused her to be publicly accused of racism and kicked off the HOA board. She left the virtual meeting in tears. She threw a tantrum about how unfairly she'd been treated. I pointed out that she had indeed been targeting them, digging up archaic rules to make them change their curtains or remove their barbecue, harassing them about having family stay over, attempting to write a rule against signs and windows. They have a Black Lives Matter sign. And she lashed out at me for failing to support her as a husband should. I said her behavior was mean-spirited and, yes, could be seen as racist. She stayed at her sister's for a weekend. She returned, but we haven't talked about it. I miss not walking on eggshells around her. Our daughter has gotten wind of this and suggested counseling, but I don't know if my wife would listen. I can't get through to her. I barely recognize the woman I married. But at the same time, I can't imagine trying to start over at 57. What should I do? Colin was told him a dumper. She said that people find love late in life all the time. But even if he doesn't meet someone else, he deserves to at least, you know, live a stress-free life. And I agree. You know, you can have differences of opinions on stuff, even politics, but shit like this? I couldn't be married to someone who was outright racist. I mean, how does that reflect on you? I mean, sure, this isn't the person you once knew, or maybe you thought you knew, but she certainly is an asshole now. You want to be married to an asshole? You know what I don't understand? How people can be that tone deaf in public, all right? It's one thing if you think that shit or you say it behind closed doors where no one can hear you. But for you to not even try to hide it? Dummy. Turned you into a pariah. Let your sister deal with your ass. The one thing in the letter I objected to is that he starts it by saying she was right-leaning. To give the indication that you'd understand all people who lean right are racist or don't believe in the vaccine. That's simply not true. This is where I have a problem. Get to know more right-leaning people. Get to know them. All right, then get back to me on that shit. You know, they, that, that, that quote, very fine people on both sides. In this case, it's true. All right, don't let a few rotten apples spoil the barrel. It's not fair. And, you know, I was just thinking about something. And I don't mean to keep talking about this, but, you know, it's the news. Russia's military is always relying on strength in numbers, right? Both in troops, weapons, machinery. But it's not in their DNA to be skilled strategists like we are. They aren't as highly skilled and trained like we are. Which shows because Ukraine's military was, was trained by us. 
So it's it's all, it's all been scoreboard for Ukraine because they know what they're doing. And I wonder if Putin sent in maybe his third and fourth stringers at first, which is why they were getting dunked on every time they turned a corner. But now we're starting to see powerful numbers, lots of missiles, and the starting lineup probably coming, along with the rest of what he's got, you know, weapon-wise. He definitely underestimated the country he was invading. He's been embarrassed so far. But these new these news anchors are saying all kinds of wacky shit. Like, they're noticing Putin's body language, the look in his eyes, the way he's talking. And they're asking people if maybe he's got some kind of a mental illness going on. Like, you could possibly psychoanalyze someone based on that. President uh, Macron in France, he said he talked with him. And this is not the same guy that he's been talking to over the years. I'm like, all right, he knows a guy. I'll give him that. But unless you get an actual psychologist or psychiatrist to check him out, save it. All right. We all know the guy's a lunatic nut. Like this dude was super casual when Obama was in office, probably because he didn't feel any pressure. He'd slump in his chair, talked with ease. He's not that guy right now. But again, like I said last week, this is a guy who surrounded himself with yes men who tell him what a kick, a kick ass guy he is all the time just so they don't so he doesn't murder them. He'll berate these people in public. He's such a piece of shit narcissist. He's the kind of guy that, you know, he, this isn't a guy that would have like a, a circle of buddies around him on the weekend and kicks up his feet and drinks beers. Because if he did, he had some close friends, surely there'd be somebody close to him that would say, hey, V money. You're looking a little wackadoo out there when you get in front of the cameras. Maybe, I don't know, tone it down a notch. Stop looking like a bitch. It's bad optics. No, no one's going to say something like that to him. He'll show you bad optics. He'll gouge your fucking eyes out for that shit. And that's the real problem. right? If you're a guy or a girl, I don't care how powerful you are, you want to have friends around you who will keep you uh, keep your feet on the ground. They'll tell you when you're being a dick or if you said the wrong thing in public. You need at least one person in your life who will keep you grounded. You're going to end up like this prick. Got tired of watching the news after a while. I tried to catch a couple episodes of that Pam and Tommy series on Hulu. And I wasn't going to watch this, but I was curious. Any of you guys remember the whole Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson sex tape scandal? I think it was the first time something like this leaked to the mainstream. And it made you feel dirty watching it. Because a lot of the video, there wasn't sex. It was just like a peek into their private lives. It just feels wrong, like you're spying. But you're still curious. And it showed just what a dunce Tommy Lee was, how he talked, how immature he was. And something like that normally would ruin your career. But in this case, it actually boosted this guy's celebrity. Because it turns out, this guy is packing some serious heat downstairs. Anyway, you get the full story of how the tape got leaked and why. And it turns out, at the time, Tommy Lee was having all these renovations done on his house and hired these contractors to do the work. And he kept changing his mind on things, hadn't paid these guys any money, and collectively owed them something in the neighborhood of like twenty-five grand. So he decides he doesn't want to pay the guys and doesn't want to keep them there. So he stiffs them, and he didn't let one of the guys, he didn't let him take his tools home with him. The guy's own tools that he uses to earn money with. So the guy ends up breaking into the house. He steals Tommy Lee's safe, which contained guns, jewelry, 
and the infamous Hi-8 tape that Tommy had shot. And the guy that stole it used to work in the porn industry. So he was close friends with a producer. So they make copies of the tape and they sell them on the internet. It was a P.O. box in Canada or something, so it's not traced. I mean, back then, you could keep things as anonymous as you wanted to. You know, people didn't know how to look up who owned a domain name. They even get in with this guy with mafia connections to get the capital needed to do all this stuff. It's a fucking mess. So all of that embarrassment that Pamela went through couldn't have been avoided had Tommy Lee not been such a pompous prick and just paid the guys the money he owed them and let the guy take his tools home. The most impressive thing about this show is that they used prosthetics. They gave the actress, who was playing Pamela, these perfect-looking breasts, and they gave the guy playing Tommy uh, an animatronic penis that talks to him. It's the funniest dialogue I've heard in a long time. His dick is trying to talk him out of marrying Pamela because there are so many other women out there that he still hadn't had sex with, like Jenny McCartney and Denise Richards. Like, they're full-on arguing about this. Anyway, I called the use of prosthetics impressive because I think this could and probably should be how nudity is filmed in the future. Like if it's called for in the script and the actress who would you know be most suitable for the role, if she wasn't comfortable you know, showing her body, you could just do this. And same with a dude. And enhance it in any way you see fit. Solves a lot of problems. Might be a little more expensive, but you get the actress you want. The one thing I was looking forward to seeing, but couldn't, is the Larry David story. This is, uh, it was filmed in two parts by HBO as a documentary. It was supposed to debut on March 1st, but the night before it was, was going to debut, HBO announces that David wants to, to, to reshoot the documentary in front of a live audience. He didn't like how it turned out. You know how much it costs to shoot, edit, and produce, you know, basically what amounted to a three to four hour documentary? Millions. Right down the drain, because Larry David changes his mind. This guy must have HBO by the balls. What a pain in the ass he must be to work with. The idea is you're getting a, a lot of people on camera to talk about him and tell a story at a nice pace. How are you going to do that in front of a live audience? You ever see one of those Comic-Con conferences where an entire cast of a movie gets up there and then there's a big panel. They start answering questions. It's chaotic and it's boring. And that's what this is going to be. Pretty good. It's pretty. 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 Pretty good. It's kind of funny, but you know who wins in this whole Ukraine situation? CNN. They've been forced to get back to doing what they're actually supposed to be doing and used to do quite well. Report on the news. Like, I can finally watch it now. They've got field reporters out there bringing the war right to us. That's journalism, and they should realize this is what will make them profitable. Even this war, is not, that's not going to save CNN this year. They've had one scandal after another. But for my money, you can't beat the BBC. Between them, Reuters, and the Associated Press, I get solid news, honest reporting, and I'm out the door. I don't want to hear what Trump said or what people think of how Biden's handling this. Save that shit and just let me know what's going on. His liberals are dumping CNN left, right, and center right now because their anchors are critical of Biden. What's that tell you? You said they were fair and balanced when they were shitting all over Trump, but now they're not? Come on. 
Everybody's got an agenda. Speaking of CNN, and I'm obviously a little late to the game here, I had no idea that they started a Parts Unknown podcast. They're ripping the audio from every episode of Parts Unknown and making a podcast out of it. So now, if you want to listen to Bourdain's shows on the road, you can subscribe to the Parts Unknown podcast and listen away. They've got almost 40 of those things up already. It's fantastic. It's a nice way to break from all the horrible news we're having, if you want to escape. Oh, then there's Sam Elliott. <laughs> he gets on the Mark uh, Marin podcast the other day, and Marin asks him if he saw the movie um, Power of the Dog. I guess he asked him because Sam Elliott is famous for doing a lot of westerns. He wanted to know what he thought of the movie. Well, Sam didn't think too highly of the movie. He said, you want me to talk about that piece of shit? He complained that the movie was really gay, and the director, who's from New Zealand, actually had the audacity to shoot it in New Zealand instead of coming out here to shoot it. Like, what's she know about the American West anyway? This guy totally did not do any research. Yeah, Power of the Dog is a queer movie, all right? It's based on a book that was written by a gay man who had these experiences in the West. So what? You tell me there's no gay cowboys? Give me a break. Did he not see Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> what do you think of that? This guy outed himself as a total homophobe. Also, Mr. Knucklehead, you remember Sergio Leone? It uh, directed all those spaghetti westerns with Clint Eastwood. Most of those movies were shot in Spain and southern Italy. How about Star Wars? You know, they didn't shoot that in space, dumb fucker. Sorry if I'm spoiling the authenticity of film for you. This guy knows better than this. He's just being a dick. He's pissed because he opened the LA Times and I guess Netflix bought a full page ad for the movie. So he watches it not knowing what to expect and he felt like he'd been duped. Now people are mixed on this movie, okay? I watched it with two buddies. They didn't like it. Probably because of the gay stuff. They didn't say that. But I buy right into it. Gay stuff doesn't bother me. I thought the ending of the movie was perfect. I couldn't get these guys to watch Brokeback Mountain either. <laughs> I love that movie. It's breathtaking scenery. Gay cowboys did and probably still do exist. Get over it. It's not going to turn you gay if you watch a movie with homosexuality in it. it. Might just get you maybe to understand what it's like for them a little bit better. They have to hide it all the time. They're ashamed. Maybe you'll be a little more accepting. And hey, if you are afraid that watching a gay movie might turn you gay, you're probably on the fence anyway, all right? Jesus. All right, so this last thing. I read an article just before coming in here to record the show. Apparently, a Russian businessman has anonymously offered a $1 million bounty for the kidnapping or death of Putin. Now, this is far-fetched because Putin seems like a guy he's about as protected as Kim Jong-un, all right? So it's never going to happen. But what if it did? Maybe by someone close to him. March 13th through the 15th are referred to as the Ides of March. Several famous things happened in our history between these two days. The assassination of Julius Caesar, the German invasion of Czechoslovakia, a deadly blizzard on the Great Plains, cancellation of the Ed Sullivan Show, some bigger than others, but noteworthy things, right? 
I'm not advocating for an assassination at all, but I wouldn't mind seeing him abducted and tried for war crimes, crimes against humanity, and see him locked up for the rest of his life. I wish no one dead, not even him, but tried in world court? Absolutely. Imagine this guy in pinstripes. Tell me it wouldn't put a smile on your face. Vlad, meet Bubba. This is your new roommate, and he heard that you like to wrestle. (laughs) All right. Well, I think I've bummed everyone out enough. Time to exit stage left for me. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Take care. Brush your hair. Until next time, my name is Phil, and this has been a name. Salud.